Welcome, this is Beyond the Here and Now. I'm your host, Antonia Lau, and this is the show that will take you a moment to wrap your heads around new thought, new thinking, new ideologies than you've been taught to think and believe about yourself, the world around you, and your place in it. Today's topic, we're going to talk about body indicators to help us make our best choices throughout our lives. Now, I know it sounds like a mouthful of a topic or title, but it's true. You see, we're not just this brain that tends to work and function, that left brain that tends to do everything by rote behavior, back and forth, and keep the heart and blood and organs pumping, or the right brain that gives us our brilliance and creativity. Oh, we're much more than that. Now, this is important because, as most of you know, I have been a master psychic for many, many years, but I am a hard and fast skeptic. However, I have been psychic since very early childhood, and based with an academic foundation or family, they didn't believe in any of this. But I started to study and pull adult books off the shelf at nine years old, basically because I wanted the knowledge uh, to match or confirm what I was psychically picking up. So I will tell you about the time in my early 20s, as we go through our life becoming adults, there are always going to be choices that we're beset with on a business career level, school level, personal level. And I remember facing some very serious decisions in my personal life at the time. And I remember saying after, you know, we analyze and, you know, back and forth between the assets and the liabilities and all that good stuff on a a choice before we make it, I just said to myself in my 20s, well, perhaps I'll just go ahead. And the minute I said that to myself, all of a sudden there was a large, hard tug on the lower chambers of my heart. I mean hard. And I could actually feel almost like crunch sound. And I thought, what? And I didn't realize I'd never had that sort of indicator in a physical way. This is a very important choice in my personal life at the time. And I thought, what was that? And here I had tossed basically my analyses away and just said, well... I guess I'll just go ahead, which was not quite the best way at that time or that choice that I was surmounting at that time. When I realized it again, I thought a couple of days later, and I said, I I think I guess I'll again go in that direction. Again, the lower chambers of my heart, a hard tug, physical tug inside my chest, in the heart itself, and like a hard thump. I thought, well, what is this? So I thought, well, I just have to check it out. Remember that hard and fast skepticism I told you about? So I went ahead with that particular choice, and it wasn't but just a few months later I'd recognize it was not the right choice, that it would be deleterious and arduous because of that choice through the challenges that that personal choice had represented for me. So... I recognized that and uh, extricated myself from the situation at the time. But in the meantime, I'm going through my life making choices, as we all do. Remember, this is early adulthood, where we have to be beset with those things to grow. It's actually produced a greater soul growth, greater personality growth, which is the exact purpose of the entire lifetime. And I recall not after that I was remembering, I think I should choose this route. And I thought about it, but it was such a strong, not only intuitive, but a well-thought-out, I think this is the way. And all of a sudden, in the upper chambers of my heart, I felt this huge, nice feeling, but strong, palpitable feeling. 
in the upper chambers of the heart. And I thought, wow, but it felt good. Not harsh, but good, and, and almost as if it kind of glowed in the upper chamber of the heart. And I thought, that's interesting. Well, I think I'm going to go with that choice. Well, oddly enough, without knowing the background, I made that choice, or that higher choice, believe it or not. And oddly enough, it turned out well, which produced this work or this body of work toward the helping of the lives of others with this psychic sensibility and this academically based background throughout my entire life in service for the betterment of humankind in the highest ways. Now, this is interesting because I tried to explain to clients along the way that would come for consultation. Many of them had this issue. They get caught up in that left brain mode and then they swing it back to what they want, their desires, and then what society or what they've been taught to believe and hold as dire truth. And they get caught into what I call a ping pong. And I would always sense or see it psychically or was told psychically that this was the case for them. And I would always suggest, this is the life you promised to learn, to think with your heart and to feel with your mind. Just the opposite of the way we're taught. Now, many of them would do so because they would get caught up in ping pong on a question, on turning left turn, on a right turn. And this is also synonymous with how they would go through life. So we want people to achieve their highest potentials in life, not their lesser, not mediocrity, but their best potentials. Because all of their achievements help the entire whole of humankind. And I knew these things, again, with study. Now, it was not long after those incidences, early on still in the 20s, that I was invited to a specific church, uh, the Church of Nura, uh, N-O-O-H-R-A, which means light. It's the original Aramaic text, the original language that Jesus or an Aramaic Jew spoke, and the Bible was written originally before it was decimated by those other rulers later. Well, it says, and let there be light, I meant let there be awareness. Well, I was guided very strongly to take in Southern California a two-hour drive every Sunday to this particular church with Dr. Rocco Erico as a speaker, an Aramaic seminary uh, uh, pastor who would study the language in depth. Now, this is interesting because I went down and all my psychic centers were open and sensing, but he did something quite different. At the end, he opened to questions and someone asked, how is the soul connected to the human body? And he answered for the audience, that's an easy one. The soul is connected to the human body at the back of the heart. And it is called the seed Adam, or the seed Adam. And from that day on, I realized and understood more readily just why that connection with those major choices in my life previously, the lower chambers for the worst choices, and the higher palpitation feeling in the actual feeling in the heart that I felt to take the higher choice or best choice for myself. Now, it's true, yes, my senses are perhaps heightened. That's from past life and between lives, as well as the work I do now to fortify that psychic connection to the divine universe always, to the cosmos, and use it in the highest ways always. But, yes, so on a scale of 1 to 10, my senses feel like a 25, and that may not be the case for others. It may be as well. They can feel it slightly. But you know when you go into a room and your senses should not be where you should be, you need to leave. Well, if you raise or ask to heighten that sensation or heighten that sensitivity, you'll find it works more often. 
And so what I'm suggesting or saying, it's because we've been jaded, we tend not to pay attention to those actual natural signals the body has given us this lifetime to produce literally our highest growth and our highest gain. This is real. This is palpable. And I knew the feeling in the tug was not subtle. They were strong. The lower one felt like it was going to pull hard. And the upper one felt like it was just going to beautifully expand with that feeling. So it was an amazing point. And again, when I realized the soul is actually connected to the human body, at the back of the heart or the seed atom, then I recognized all three physical, spiritual, and mental components that we need to understand and to learn, to get through this life, were there, confirmed, and verified. So hence, no longer a hard and fast skeptic in that vein. So I've used this throughout my entire life. If you don't have time to think about something, if you press for time and you need to make a decision, that quality of the heart, thinking with the heart and feeling with the mind, will always be a natural component especially if you learn to note it for the rest of your entire life. This is something you must learn to pay attention to, especially because we're going through rather stressful times between the machinations of the world right now, our jobs, our life, our financial components and stressors, life itself and its own stressors. So it's time to learn more about yourself. It's time to pay attention to those built-in centers And this is important for you to understand. You haven't been taught to pay attention to those built-in centers because the powers that be, so to speak, in your lifetime, in my lifetime, have made sure that you wouldn't pay attention to them so we wouldn't allow them to stop their control, their plans, their suppression. So it's time to think for yourself, to be more discerning. Think with your heart and feel with your mind. This is Beyond the Here Now. I'm your host, Antonia Lau, and we'll be back in just a moment. Why is crime out of control in L.A.? I don't know. I I don't know. Because they don't have the Burbank police. Hats off to our hardworking men and women of law enforcement. Okay, guys, you can stop running that radar gun when I get off work. 20 years ago, the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed into law. It helped renew the promise that here in America, we're defined not by our limitations, but by our potential. As we celebrate the 20th anniversary of this historic legislation, it's important to remember that we're still fulfilling that promise. We've come a long way since 1990, and I'm committed to making even more progress in the years ahead. Visit disability.gov to see how you can help. Brought to you by the American Association of People with Disabilities and the Ad Council. If you're a veteran of Iraq or Afghanistan, like me, Coming home can be harder than expected, but it turns out I wasn't alone. At IAVA.org, there's a free online community of thousands of vets who've got your back. Whether it's managing the transition home or everyday stuff like finding a nice sweater for my dog. Sweater? Okay, maybe not that. Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America is there for you. Join our community at IAVA.org. We've got your back. Brought to you by IAVA and the Ad Council. With all the major changes on the earth going on, earthquakes, sinkholes, strange sounds, birds, fish, dying, all this volcanic activity, all this earthquake activity, just because it's not in your backyard right now, doesn't mean 
all this happening around the planet around you isn't going to affect you. Please prepare properly now. You may think the world is okay, but let me tell you there are lots of changes for Mother Earth right now. Magnetic North is no longer where it used to be. Look deep in your research or take a look at mine at onlyoneplan.com. Learn the sequences of events, learn just what to expect, and just how you need to properly prepare for all the events coming. This is a real event, not a comet, not an asteroid, much greater and bigger. Don't let the elite and the governments prepare without you preparing as well. Yes, they have their bunkers ready. Onlyoneplan.com Stop rationalizing. Indie music all the time. time. Indie 100. And we're back. This is, of course, Beyond the Here and Now. I'm your host, Antonia Lau. And today's topic, we've been talking about learning to pay attention to those bodily cues that happen naturally, especially between the heart and the brain, that we are given this lifetime to make our highest choices. I'm very proud and very happy to present to you today my online guest, Howard Martin, who is the co-author of the Heart Math Solution, as well as co-founder founder of HeartMath.org. How are you, Howard? And thank you for being uh, with us. Antonio, I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me on your show. This is our first time together, so I'd like to, of course, you know, uh, give my greetings to you, but also to all the listeners who are tuning into your show today to welcome them and to hopefully they get something out of today's show that improves their lives and uh, leads to more and more fulfillment. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Now, it's interesting because I stumbled upon this issue on my own, and that was basically because in my life I've always asked for greater guidance beyond what we see the news, weather, and sports in life. So I've always had that divine connection, so to speak, and that's how I find it. But as a researcher, may I ask how you discovered this, please? Well, you know, as a young man interested in personal and spiritual growth, working with HeartMath's you know, founder, Doc Childry, just trying to improve ourselves, expand consciousness and awareness, began to read just about everything, really, references to the heart that made it sound like it was certainly more than a blood pump. So we began to explore that within ourselves, and as we did, we found that there was this magnificent, innate intelligence that did uh, give us the ability to lift ourselves above the chaos and the problems and things, and, and allowed us to expand as human beings, to be better men, and to have a, a expanded awareness about things in life. So we began to dig deeper, and we did this in 15, over 15 years in obscurity, Doc, myself, and, and, and many others. When we got to 1990, we realized we had something that we felt we could share that could be beneficial to people as they went through these changing times that you've alluded to, this era of high-speed transformation that consciousness and the world itself is going through. Yes. So we, we formed the Institute of Heart Math in 1991 to begin to formalize this work and to take it deeper. So... When we thought about that, Antonio, we recognized, yes, we'd had our own experiences. And, and before I even go any further, I want to come back to something you said a minute ago. That is the, the minister at that church talking about the soul connecting to the body through something at the back of the heart. Yes. And my, our experience back then, mine certainly was this, is that soul and spirit you know, merged with my humanness through the heart. It wasn't a mind <laughs> process. It was a heart-centric experience. Yes my humanist, so I found that very interesting. But when we started Heart Math, we recognized that we wanted to have societal impact at a mass level. And to do that, we had to characterize heart differently, that it had been talked about for thousands. 
thousands of years in the most glowing of ways, uh, and yet it still remains sort of relegated to the confines of philosophy and spirituality. It wasn't reaching the streets, so to speak, the way in which we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. So we recognized we needed to build a bridge, and that bridge that we chose was the bridge of science, because in our world today, science carries a lot of weight. Empirical understanding adds power to belief. Yes. And so we needed to, to bring that belief into an, another range of acceptability. And we use science to do that. So we began to research, uh, understanding the physical harm in a different way. And we wanted to know what, what was going on from a scientific perspective with the experiences that we had had and that millions and millions of people from millenniums had had. Yes. And so, so today we're probably most famous for that. I mean, heart math certainly to me a whole lot more than the research. But the research has given us the ability to talk about heart in a different way. And it's led us into being able to put our training programs and information in the hands of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people on all around the world, really, in very mainstream applications. Everything from Fortune 100 companies to the military to police forces to thousands and thousands of, of people who are dealing with, with life. And science has given us the ability to do that. So the research understanding that the heart is more than a blood pump, that it's an information processing center in our body, that it's communicating powerful commands to the brain and throughout the entire system hmm. became a very important part of our story. Hmm. Now, that's uh, first of all, I like the fact that you checked and double-checked and did the research and were furthered along it for our benefit, which is always, again, of service. Um, in some cases, we find the medical field or the scientific field is not in service to human nature for the most part. It's in service to science itself. So here you are confirming this information. And I also like that you alluded to the fact that you could use it with soldiers, police force, and civil service. That's amazing. Can I ask, what were your greatest findings in this research that you noted, uh, Howard? Well, there are you know, a number. First of all, we found that the heart, as I mentioned earlier, is communicating. It's not just pumping blood. It's sending information. It sends information to the brain, to the rest of the body. It does it in four ways. It does it through a nervous system that exists in the heart itself. That was actually out there. It was one of those things like, who knew? You know? Yes. But it was studied through a field called neurocardiology, and that this nervous system is communicating with the brain and the head, and that when researchers map out neurological traffic in the body, they find that the heart is sending a lot more information to the brain than it ever gets from the brain. Hmm. We also found that the heart communicates through what's called a blood pressure wave, which is the, the wave of energy created by the squeezing of the heart muscle that's pushing the blood through the veins and the arteries. The blood pressure wave modulates all the time depending upon how the heart's beating, and those modulations influence everything in our body, including brain function. Wow. The third wave was hormonally. It was a biochemical communication. This is another who knew. Yes. In 1983, all the way back in 1983, the heart was actually reclassified as being a hormonal gland as well as a cardiovascular organ. Really? But, yeah, because it produced a number of hormones. One of them is called atrial peptide, for example. Mm -hmm. That's a hormone. Uh, one of its primary jobs is to reduce the release of the stress hormone cortisol. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I thought, that's amazing. You know, we have a, a, a hormone produced in our heart backing down a stress hormone. That's another one. So those are the first three ways, and that's what we call you know, bio, hardwired biological communication pathways. Well-researched, well-documented, well-understood. The fourth way is where it got most interesting for me, mm -hmm. the energetic communication. Yes. The heart's an electrical organ. When yes. we go to a doctor, doctor's taking your EKG, um, you know, electrocardiogram, they're measuring an electrical signal produced by the heart. Well, it turns out that that electrical signal goes to every single cell in our body. 
Yes. And that's just at the very densest level of measurement. This is not taking into account subtle energy, quantum physics, any of that. This is just electromagnetic energy. And where it even gets more interesting is that that field that we're producing with our heart changes. And so the, the energy in the field, the frequencies in the field change depending upon our emotional state. This is where it ties back to metaphor of heart. Mm-hmm. When we're feeling frustrated and angry, for example, there's what's called an incoherent spectrum in that field. But the frequencies being broadcast from the heart are chaotic and irregular. Mm-hmm. When we shift into feelings long associated with the concept of heart, like love, yes. or compassion, yes. care, appreciation, those kind of feelings, the field changes. It begins to produce a coherent spectrum. Now, why is this important? Well, first of all, we're broadcasting all of this this electromagnetic energy to, to ourselves, yes. every single cell in our body. Yes. We're also sending it out into space. Yes, very good. And we remove the confines of Newtonian physics and apply quantum physics to it, which remove the, the barriers of time and space. This, the implications of where this field go, goes and what it does is Correct. huge. Correct, correct. So a belief that I've developed from that, from all that research information, is this, is that we all live in a field of energy that is in fact reflecting back to us not what we think in our minds, but especially what we feel in our hearts. Yes. <laughs> and those are some of the many things. We also found that, you know, in a research study we did on trying to decode the physiology of intuition. This, these are published studies, by the way, for all the folks that are listening. Yes. In scientific journals, you know, peer-reviewed uh, published studies. In this study, we found that the heart is also receiving information. Good. That... In uh, a study to decode intuition, test subjects were placed in front of a computer, press a button, there would be a, a six-second delay, then a picture would emerge. I'm going very high speed through this, this very complex and expensive research study. <laughs> but um, physiological measurements were being taken, heart, brain, all kinds of measurements while this was going on. What we found was is that in many to most cases, the body was doing what it would do if the picture was on the screen but it was doing it six seconds before the picture was actually there. Oh, really? And as they looked at the data and information, and the information going, you know, how the information was traveling in the body, yes. what they found was is that the first part of our physiology to respond this way was actually the heart, not the brain. <laughs> the brain. The heart was responding to a picture that wasn't there six seconds before it was there. <laughs> Excellent. And so these are amazing things we found in our research. And the research is, is very mainstream as well. It gets into health. It gets into human performance, you know, uh, social science research on behavior. It goes on and on and on with the research we've done. And where we've taken it now is to understand the relationship we have as human beings energetically yes. to the Earth's energetic fields. Uh, and so the research is amazing that we've done here at Hard Math. I think... What it means to me, Antonio, really, though, is it's, it's, it just verifies things so that we can go ahead and believe in something we already have that people innately want to believe in. Yes. And you talked about that, the things you felt when you were, when, when you were having your own experiences. You can make decisions from this place. Yes. You can learn to trust it. Yes. It becomes your most reliable guide for making decisions big and small. And it really, when it comes down to it for me at the end of the day, what I've learned about heart is this my own best friend. Oh, my goodness. Very well said. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because as you speak, um, uh, how can I say it? I'm getting goosebumps or what is called scientifically friction. But when people get... <laughs> 
And I know from my metaphysical deep research and studies throughout life here that I tell and teach my clients that that feeling is the body's way of actually your guide, guidance, so to speak, saying pay attention and to note what's just been thought about, talked about, or stated. And in our own lives, we all feel that and we're not told what that is. But um, that's that beautiful dynamic con uh, connection, one of those. Well, we're going to pause for a little break and we're going to be right back. This is Beyond the Here and Now. And we'll take just a moment. All genres, all indie, indie 100. Advertise your product, business, or website worldwide to indie100.com's 8 million unique listeners at awesome preferential rates. Call us for details at 818 381 4902. Again, 818 381 4902. That's 818-381-4902. The choice of the iPod generation. All music, all genres, all indie. Because music fans deserve better. Indie. Indie. 100. And welcome back. This is Beyond the Here and Now. I'm your host, Antonia Lau. Today's topic, we've been talking about body's innate signals, especially between the heart and the mind that will help you with your choices throughout your life. I'm very happy to have my guest with me, Howard Martin. He's the co-author of Heart, the, Heart Math, The Solution, and co-founder of, of the organization HeartMath.org. Now, you can always find more information about me and what I do at www.inthesecretgarden.com. And I want to make sure, Howard, I want the audience to know your um, information so they can contact the organization and learn more about HeartMath. Great. Uh, two sites, HeartMath.com and HeartMath.org. On the dot-com site, you'll see things about the amazing technology we have uh, that's, that's helping people to improve the communication between heart, brain, and rest of the body and all the benefits that come with that, as well as things about organizational training programs. Also go to heartmath.org. That's our nonprofit part of HeartMath's mission. And there you'll find scientific research. You'll find things about education, about helping children and families, things like that. And on either site, you can find out about how things like become a heart math trainer or a heart math coach, ways in which you can take the information that we have developed over this 23-year period and share it with others. So heartmath.com and heartmath.org are your two primary sites to find out more about what we're talking about uh, right now. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Now, it's interesting because, um, as we know, the major portion, especially of the U.S. population, two-thirds of that population is uh, going into their senior years. Um, now, this is important because we have a, uh, literally a third of the population that is in those ranges where we talk about, or almost a third up there, um, where they're going to be having to make decisions for their life. Now, what I notice with the seniors is they have an innate wisdom that, of course, somebody youthful doesn't realize. Uh, we know that between 13 and 19, we think we know everything. And then at 21, we go, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, so we're busy throughout our lives. But what I've noticed, Howard, with the seniors is there's a beautiful wisdom that comes out because they've been through the storms and the harsh seas of life. And so hopefully, how can I say, but I also notice that there may be a tendency as they progress through their senior years with issues with heart problems, cardiovascular issues, as well as um, high blood pressure and low blood pressure issues. So I, I can detect, or I bet that there's some correlation between how they used or didn't use that nice natural function we have between the heart and the brain. 
Have well, you... I certainly believe that's true. I think one of the greatest influences of our health is actually the emotions, emotional uh, conditions that we exist in. Uh, I mean, diet, exercise, all those things are important. I certainly have plenty of discipline in my life around those things, but the most important diet that I eat is the emotional diet. Oh, wow. What emotions am I allowing to to experience regularly? And, uh, and some of those are beneficial to me, some aren't. I mean, for people in general, with the stress we're living today, the anxiety, the frustration, the irritation, the sense of overwhelm and all that, it takes a toll. It, it puts the body in a lot of stress. It's just very stressful on the nervous system. It's, it causes the release of hormones in the body in excessive amounts that really debilitate us. And it links directly to, to, to heart and heart function. I've talked to many, many cardiologists, and sometimes I'll ask them, why do you think we have so much heart disease in Western society? And the answer that I used to expect would be, oh, we don't get enough exercise, and it's smoking, and it's the, the, the poor diet. Mm-hmm. And those are all definitely contributors, and nobody's denying that. But usually I would say in 75% of the times that I ask that question, the cardiologist says to me, it's stress. Mm-hmm. So the high pay, you know, the speed of change you know, that, that's pushing us all, it's, it's making it challenging. And if we have stress, and if any of your listeners out there are, are experiencing a lot of stress in your life, please, please don't feel bad about that. Yes. It's all part of a transitional process. Instead, one of the, the most important things you could do for yourself and healthiest things is to try to have compassion for yourself. Yes, yes. Recognize you're doing the best you can in an, in an era that's extremely exciting and very, very important in the history of our world, but also challenging. So on those days when you feel a little down or you feel like you haven't met your own expectations or you've made mistakes and said and done things you wish you hadn't and all those kind of things, have a talk with your heart, with that best friend I mentioned. Oh, very find good. a sense of self-compassion, and that's extremely beneficial to you at an energetic level, spiritual level, and right on down to the, to the physical level, the level of your health. Yes. But today we're experiencing a lot of disease because of the rampant negative emotions, the judgments, the blames, the anger, all those things that are running through us all the time. I think they're a major contributor to, um, to the lack of health that many people have today. It's true, and also that, uh, you may correlate this well as the vibratory rate that those emotions produce, as well as the physical anomalies in the body or the, the caustic effects in the body. So it's interesting because when somebody's angry, it's a low vibratory rate. The, the body doesn't vibrate in the right zone. Those areas like you talked about throughout the cosmos, those concentric circles of the quantum um, relatedness we have from our space, our own little place, out through the world, is so important that we surround ourselves. And there was a, a discourse I use um, even on my Facebook page as a note. Um, a professor was asked, did people know why when people shout in a family or in a couple or a situation, why they hollered one another? It's that he said that because the hearts disconnect and they're farther apart, so they feel they can't be heard. So. Interesting. So in this instance, I, I want people to understand there are always ways, even without this knowledge that you've seen in your lives, um, that you are affected by that heart pumping. You know when you're excited about something, it'll pump fast. You know when you're frightened about something, going, going and making a public speech or something or public performance, your heart starts to pound quicker, faster. Or when you are angry or upset or when you're frightened, the adrenals, like you said, that hormone will be pushed, but the heart races. So this is always even a modicum of indicator that we all should be familiar with. 
So you're taking it that heightened level. And I try to stress that people must learn that life is not physicality. It's mind, body, and soul, or physical, spiritual, and mental components in this three-dimensional world so far. And I love, Howard, that you alluded to the connection throughout the cosmos. What we send out, that energy, actually has a field of energy that it goes out past us beyond our Earth, beyond through our planetary system, and has an impact and effect out there as well as on us. Excellent. That's true. Well, I mean, the new science today, ours, and a lot more, certainly than our mass, is showing that there's an energetic connection between all living systems that goes, you know, to everything on here on Earth, but beyond Earth, out into the space, into other worlds. That is becoming more and more verifiable these days through scientific understanding. And we put, we're pioneers in that as well, but there are many, many that are doing that kind of thing. It's a very exciting time for that to be happening. Another thing you mentioned just a minute ago is how the heart changes beat when we're going through various experiences. Yes. Well, one of the ways that we measure the quality of heart-brain communication is looking at what's called heart rhythms. And, I mean, there's a scientific name for that called heart rate variability. It's the varying of the heart rhythm beat. The heart doesn't beat in a steady rhythm. It's, it's just constantly changing. And that variability is a prime indicator of the quality of communication going between heart and brain and the rest of the body. Mm-hmm. So we measure it that way, and we've developed technology. We have a great uh, technology called the Inner Balance Trainer. Mm-hmm. And it's compadre called the M-Wave, E-M-W-A-V-E. And these are devices. One is an, an app that has a sensor that you that you purchase that connects to your, your iOS devices, your iPhone or iPad. Really? The other is handheld devices. Uh, there's even a, a more professional version of it. And this is measuring these changes occurring in our heart rhythms and then helping us learn how to, to create the type of rhythms that create the optimal communication between heart, brain, and body. Well. You can find those things on the websites. Uh, we won't take a lot of time on, on the show today to, to dig in on that. But there's a, a technology we developed that allows us to develop the communication that naturally is in our body but is so random and to utilize and harness that communication in ways that make us healthier, make us smarter, improve our relationships, and certainly lead to that spiritual connection that ultimately produces a sense of well-being and fulfillment, something we all want so much more of today. Yes. Now, uh, you alluded to in the earlier segment about how it was also effective research that was helping in uh, with the civil servants as uh, policemen as well as soldiers. And can I ask how, what you find with that, uh, those studies? Gosh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, in, we work with the military, for example, in two ways. We work with them before they go to places and when they get back. Not yes. necessarily in, in, in synchronization, but that's where we sort of end up following. In military now, we're finding that, you know, they want things like they want the soldiers to have more emotional balance and equilibrium. They, they characterize it with military-type terms like operational readiness, you know? Yes. <laughs> Which means an awareness that they have, a certain way that they carry themselves, an awareness and acuteness and all that. So we train soldiers, you know, we train a lot of different military personnel in these kind of things, and increasing operational efficiency and awareness and all that, through a heart-centric approach. Where we also work, however, is with soldiers military personnel who have been in, in the military combat areas that come back with serious issues. Yes. And although the, the military side, we're over 50 military facilities working with the mental health professionals there. They are not allowed because of law or because of policy to ever say anything about what they use publicly to have those kind of things. And, you know, it's like testimonials, for example. Yes. But I can say this. We've talked to hundreds and hundreds of them and even more and more of the soldiers, and they've said things like, Really? They've said that the heart math techniques and the M-Wave technology and the interbalance trainer is the most 
is important for people to understand the entire world has to realize we're here to complete our lessons and leave the world better than when we came so everybody's supposed to leave it better um, and you're certainly doing that with your work we're going to pause for a little break and we'll be right back all genres all indie indie 100 Attention indie music producers. StudioMixLessons.com is proud to present the three simple steps to amazing home recordings. This is a 100% free video training series designed to help you get the most out of your home or project studio. Visit StudioMixLessons.com today to learn the secrets that will unlock the full potential of the gear you already own. StudioMixLessons.com, making great music sound amazing. And we're back. This is, of course, Beyond the Here and Now. And it's been my absolute pleasure to have Howard Martin of the heartmath.com.org organization. Howard is co-author of The Heart Math Solution. So you might want to pick that up. It's interesting, Howard, in the last segments, how you tied in military. Because I mentioned our, our station, Indy 100, has a ton of uh, listeners and audience worldwide on bases as we speak. So it might be something they might investigate. So would you give us those um, websites again, please? Yeah, go to heartmath.com or heartmath.org. We have two parts of HeartMath. We have the Institute of HeartMath, which is our nonprofit organization, and HeartMath LLC, our for-profit company. So heartmath.com and heartmath.org. There's a huge amount of information there. There are many things you can get for free, things you can download, all kinds of things that you can get there. I'll have to admit the sites are a little bit too big and a little too confusing, but feel your way through that. Find out about, about things like becoming a heart math trainer. Take a look at the inner balance trainer and the M-Wave technology, things like that that we have that I think are, are hugely beneficial to people, and uh, that's how you do it, .com or .org, and I'll spell heart math just in case my southern accent's been messing this up today. Uh, H-E-A-R-T-M-A-T-H. And uh, I'm originally from the South, been living here in California for 20, 23 years now. Oh, but it's a nice accent, Howard. It's, it's great. <laughs> so, Thank you. <laughs> it's closest to the, uh, how can I say, the, the English, uh, how can I say, phase. I don't know how we bastardized it since then. But yours One is... quick story. I speak you know, all over the world, and I was speaking in, in London not long ago, and the promoters tell me not to expect the English to have the same response that they have to me here in the States. And, and uh, they, don't, they don't respond to humor and things. I said, I bet you... $20, I can make them laugh in the first three minutes. He said, okay, you're on. So I walked out there and I said, you'll notice I have a little accent. And I said, in England, you don't think Americans even speak proper English. I mean, America, <laughs> the Americans don't even think I speak proper English. He said, but I got some bad news for you. Sometimes when I'm talking in America, the, the person I'm talking to will look at me and say, are you from England? <laughs> <laughs> they so laugh. I got my $20. <laughs> Very good. And oddly enough, metaphysically, people need to learn, and I've taught this for many years, laughter opens the heart chakra. 
it's interesting, that energy field that surrounds our physical heart and that seed atom location of the soul connection. So that you gave to the audience, and that's what every comedian does. It Laughter and comedy open the heart chakra. Some music's do as well, but especially the laughter. So thanks for giving that little levity today. Now, this is my portion of the show where I give back to you, though, Howard. It's been wonderful to have you to take your time and your busy schedule to come as a guest on the show, and I thank you for that. And this is the time I want to offer back my gift as a professional psychic. It's important people that know to note the difference between a storefront gypsy and a professional psychic. I've been psychic since early childhood, and it is part of the human condition. We all have it in varying degrees, some very minute and others greater between, based on their past lives and between lives and how they utilize it in this lifetime. But it is a high proficiency for myself and it's always for the benefit of many others. But it's not good enough just to be psychic. I think you must continue those studies throughout the life to, to help many more. But I am proficient as a psychic, clairvoyant, clairaudient. That, of course, means that I see and I hear psychically. I just use tarot, astrology, numerology, palmistry, graphology. I know all those sciences very well. However, they are half man-made therefore flawed. So I like, and again, being a hard and fast skeptic always, anything you hear me say or espouse, the universe has had to beat me over the head with a two-by-four, so to speak, before I would believe it, or a five-year deep study and research before I would open my mouth. So what happens is all these modalities or tools I use in the work. And so today I'd like to offer you a mini reading on the air, Howard. And that's just one specific question, not a general question. One specific, I'll help you phrase it if you need it. I'm going to use all my uh, abilities as or these modalities as well as the tarot here. My tarot deck has a cross, a hermetic cross on the back. Um, but oddly enough, as you're thinking of your one question, I want to just share with the audience what happened years ago with this particular deck. It's interesting because I used the Toth deck, T-H-O-T-H, very powerful deck, was hidden from the world uh, for 100 years after it was done. Um, but it did come out, and, and people need to read what the author of the deck intended. It was to open the God's eye, or a third eye, to divine input for the benefit of humankind. Now, it's interesting because I used this deck for many years, couldn't use the original right away, it didn't feel right. I used it, but it wasn't the best. I got this, and it just... It just it felt good. So what ended up basically happening was I ended up using it on every reading, okay? And, and I knew metaphysically with the tarot, it is guided toward the reader, he or herself. What ends up happening is, is it's tuned to my energy. Now, one day someone happened to want to look at my deck and borrowed it, and they, a reader in their own way, but uh, like I said, a new reader. What ended up happening was he took the cards and he slammed them on the table. I saw a light energy come out, but it, it made a, heart, a huge feeling in my own heart. I thought, what in the world? He took the deck, and again, he slammed it down on the deck. You're never supposed to treat them that way. And it, again, emitted this huge feeling in my heart or heart chakra. Now, oddly enough, someone else had had a deck previously that I wanted to look at. It was the new James Wanless deck, just to give you a, a hairs of research or giving those facts. But what happened was I said, may I see your deck? You're supposed to ask permission to touch it. And I touched her deck and put it, my hands around it. And the energy immediately from the touch went through my hand, through my arm, and directly into my heart. And that was the first time I recognized this deck is also connected to my own heart and soul. So, this is how it really works, but you have a question for me now, Howard. Yeah, I can come up with one. I'm not used to this. I usually don't ask questions for myself. Okay, <laughs> okay you can do it for you, the world, whatever you'd like. 
I'm going to ask you to be more specific. You have a plan of action that you have that you're thinking of. So I want you to put that focus or plan of action, the first one, okay, the one that's more prominent in your mind. You don't even have to voice it on the air right now, okay? Okay. I want you to focus in that way, Howard. Do you want to know what would be best for the greatest, highest good of your work and soul growth to use this first plan of action? Is that the question more precisely? Yes, it is. Okay, I want you to focus not to me or you for the answer, but in your own way with love and respect to God, the universe, the divine hierarchy, with love and respect to them for the answer as I shuffle. Please concentrate on the question. Feel in your heart, I always say, how good it would feel if you had that answer happen. And please say, stop shuffling, Howard, whenever you'd like me to stop. One second, please. Now, the odd thing is I absolutely always use these words. So when I came across an article that was published or on a blog just uh, in the, the recent last week or so, uh, published by HeartMath, it was exactly this. And I thought, oh, my God, this so dovetails with my own work. And I realized the importance. So now um, with your work, it, it realizes or confirms the meaning of why I was guided or drawn to this information. Now, I'm going to suggest to you on the pathway you are headed, Howard, that means your attitude and approach to your plan number one. It shows, no, it would be best not to work it that way. I heard them say too much travel, too much this, and there is looks like there's a female that has a difference of opinion regarding this as well that may have an impact on this. My first thought, what I heard intuitively, and you have free will always to apply this information or not, they showed workshops, and they said workshops online or on your own online or through the media. I saw YouTube. I saw several other ways. And so they could be cost-effective and reach more people. What I noticed is people are staying in more. And through the digital age, they're kind of at the computer already, ready, ready, working it for hours. So it's easy for them to pull in the information. So it's almost perhaps the, the consciousness way that we're going through this time. And then it meets more people that wouldn't take the time perhaps to come out through university or come out through venue. And so we're changing the paradigm of how we use or process knowledge or information uh, in this, uh, like I said, digital world right now. So you have free will to apply the information now, but they say on the... On the path you were headed, it would be best because it looks like it would affect the personal life much too much. So you have free will, again, to apply the information or not. So I want to thank you so very much for being on the show today, Howard. It was absolutely fantastic to have you on. We'll have to do this again. And so for the audience, again, you can reach me for your own readings if you'd like at www.inthesecretgarden.com. On the first page or the home page, there's a section down below, right, for products for the soul. You can press there and do it right online if you would like. I have clients all over the world have been doing that way for more than 40 years with the work. But for those that want more information, please learn about how to utilize your own guidance inside self. And please see... Howard Martin's work, his book, Heart Math, The Solution, or the website, website heartmath.com or .org. Howard Martin, thank you so very much for being a guest on the show today. Tanya, thank you so much. I uh, appreciate that. appreciate the reading. and like to wish everyone who's listening today the very, very best. And I want to wish the audience all the best.
Crucify you. Yeah. 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 